guess then we approach our end. Those final movements that would write our revolution's fate. There were a moment that none of us got to celebrate. A glimpse of success where the thing we built reached its zenith. Imagine for a moment looking down on embrace and seeing the people marching, last reach liberated and a declaration being spoke aloud in the arid chambers. For that one glorious moment, everything we had worked for had come to fruition. But then our triumph broke, torn asunder not by those whose noses we'd blooded to build it, but by the very people who'd helped us to fight for it. Octave Dane, Zanaris Crow. They'd always held fear in their hearts, and that fear would poison our fragile course. They, and so many others like them, would choose to expose our vulnerabilities in order to protect themselves and to assure their fragile grip on power. And those parts of the revolution that survived their wreckage could never bear the same brick. And we... We should have known what would come in when we heard Aeneas' betrayal. So much what we lost were because of Sam. Welcome to these Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Ziz, and you can find me on Twitter at Games. That's it, it's just Ziz today, just me and Ziz. Uh, we're going to be recording a near special episode which i'm really looking forward to so i'm your host adam dixon you can follow me on twitter at at dixon and you can follow the show on twitter at flimsy rituals you can also go and find the show at flimsyrituals.com you can support us at patreon.com forward slash flimsy rituals and today we are continuing our game of blades in the dark and as always, the music in this episode and in all of the season's episodes is from Satin by Kai Engel. It's been a little while, so shall we talk a little bit about where we last saw Nia and like what we saw Nia doing last? I don't think we've recorded with Nia since the downtime episodes, right? No, we haven't. Or yes, that's okay. correct. <laughs> <laughs> In those episodes, we saw Nia doing some more of a sort of investigation network, like lots of letters and things being sent out. I think in that one specifically, you were trying to root out like the source of a leak in your informant network. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a name here. I think you, you found out that Eloic Nimsera leaked a wildly untrue story about Oaken for you, and that was very suspicious. And then I think from there, we, I think the last thing, the very last thing we saw from Nia was Sam almost preparing themselves for what was to come, 
almost cutting a lot of um, connections. I think we saw Sam write a letter to Elif, say a friend, right? It, yes. Uh, Nia has, has written the world's worst breakup letter for a relationship that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was thinking where where we might pick up today is is from that breakup letter. Excellent. If, if you're cool with that, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so I'm imagining that for today's episode, we're probably going to mainly stick to the Winter's Lodge. The, the This kind of like strange building that you pulled back from the cut. And I'm sort of imagining, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like Nia has almost taken up residence in this place since they don't really have anywhere else to go. Yeah, um, Nia's kind of made a makeshift room for themselves. Hmm. What is this room like? Is this like an office? Is this where they're sleeping? Is it both? Uh, I think it's it's kind of a romanticized like studio apartment style, like dorm room style. Like you've got a bed, you've got a desk. And isn't it so cool that you only have one tiny space to be in? Isn't this just like how other people live? Mm. Kind of space, which is kind of exciting for Nia. But it's just kind of like all of their life that they could kind of take with them in one small space. So you've got kind of like a dress form in one of the corners with an outfit that is way too big for this space, a desk with tons and tons of letters, and kind of a bed shoved to the side. (laughs) There's a degree to which I think this is really funny in that we've seen that the Winter's Lodge, because it's this sort of like living architecture, almost reforms to like what its inhabitants need. I think it's really funny if, like, Nia has almost sort of created this space for themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so they could have a much bigger room, but this is what they want right now. Yeah, yeah, this this is what feels right. And mm. what they've seen other people have in other spaces and wanted to kind of create for themselves. It's completely impractical because Nia has no idea how to live in mm. one space. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of imagine your life at the minute is probably a mix of being in the space. I'm imagining there's a desk somewhere, right, with like a heap of letters and a quill and like an ink pot in one corner, maybe. Is that right? Yeah. Um, or maybe like what might be nice is having kind of an, like a big sewing table, which is part, like lots of sewing materials, but mm. you've got like piles of letters and fabric kind of <laughs> going in between each other. So like trying to sew, like if Nia's trying to sew something, accidentally sewing the letters into the outfit mm. type thing. It's just like a big Perfect. mismatch of, <laughs> of everything. Not very well organized. Yeah. And I was going to say like the other half of your life might, I, I don't know how much Nia involves himself with this, but the Winter's Lodge, I think while all of this is happening, has become the sort of the new home of like the organizational side of the revolution. I imagine in floors below the one you're living in, there are definitely like radicals and revolutionaries and 
people who have gambled that this government is going to outlast you on all running around in different spaces, all very quick and and busy and and there's probably a few central council chambers where like decisions are being made and arguments are being had and stuff like that. I don't know whether does Nia involves himself with that side or is their involvement all through letters? I think Nia's trying to be helpful of like when say have a letter that's interesting or is trying to find out information for other people and is kind of running back and forth giving people scraps of paper or fabric with writing on it that may or may not be useful for what they're doing <laughs> yeah and i i wonder whether there's um cuz the crew definitely has that new cohort right which is a mix of like Midrib and Rena and some other like former Dodgers and stuff like that. I wonder whether like someone like Rena is also helping you here. You've kind of just roped her in to be your your runner. Yeah, I think that would be really nice. Of just it's mainly through letters or just scraps of notes, mm. kind of going through the Winter's Lodge and through the rest of Embrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this what definitely. I think other runners beyond that. I imagine a lot of like Ash's old friends or like colleagues are helping, but yeah. Maybe like Rena is the person that deals with stuff inside the lodge whenever she's not working with the rest of, of the crew. But before we get up to all of that, I think maybe what we get is this moment where Elif comes bursting into your room. What is Nia doing when Elif turns up? I think probably um, doing a little bit of experimentation on like weaving in letters, but like really small, just trying to see if there's anything there. So not Mm. really actively letter writing, kind of more just, it probably just looks like dancing above some paper. (laughs) I don't think Nia has an end goal with that right now. I just mm. think it's kind of an embarrassing moment of Nia's just kind of like undulating, like moving a little bit over some paper, seeing if anything happens. Yep. Not really doing anything recognizable at all. Okay, I think, yeah, Elif just sort of walks into the room without knocking and she is holding a piece of paper that you very much recognize in one of her hands. It's the piece of paper that has the the very weird breakup letter that you wrote to her on. Does she look does she look distraught and upset and saddened and brokenhearted? She looks confused and angry. Like <laughs> like like not like raging angry, but just like frustrated. Do you know like when, when a friend does something that you, you've come to expect of them but is still annoying? <laughs> like why have you crossed this line, you know? And I think she she says something like that as she walks in, like, Nia, what? What? I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I know it must be hard, but it's just, we can't. It's, the things I'm involved in are just too dangerous. And like, I'm so- No, 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 wait, wait. What? What? One, I I invited you to all of this. 
I was the person that invited you into all of this. I know how dangerous it is. Two, I am downstairs right now. Why did you write a letter instead of coming see me? I'm a part of the council. And three, we're not even dating. When when did you get the impression that we're dating? What are you... Of course... You must have seen me with Becca, right? I mean, that doesn't mean anything. When did you get the impression we were dating? I, I, I mean, all of those really romantic dates we went on, like... When? You know, revolution stuff. That was... Or, like, going that... to the salons or, you know, all of those nice chats at the... At, at your work, and... Oh. Uh... <laughs> she looks, like, faintly embarrassed and awkward, like... I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't... I didn't realise that was what was happening. I'm sorry. But even if we were, why are you trying to protect me from the very thing that I invited you to? I mean, yes, you invited me, and yes, you're on the council, but, like... I don't think you understand how dangerous this all is, and I just wanted to protect you. I took you to sabotage your factory the other week. I don't need your protection, Nia. I, I, I know, I just, I didn't want you to get into any trouble because of me. <sighs> Literally, just the other day, Altara Nimshif came to my house and said that she's going to destroy all of my family. And friends. Like she closes the door behind her <laughs> and goes and like sits on, on your bed. Altara? Yep. Yep, that was that was fun. She's the one they adopted, right? Huh? I, I think she's just like trying to like remember in her head who Altara is. I imagine it's that thing of like when someone mentions a member of the royal family and like <laughs> Who is that? Which one is that who, one? Who, that... Which what I actually don't know. Is Altara the one that's adopted? I think so. Okay. I don't think we've ever really said on screen like what Altara's position is in the family, but yeah, I, let's let's say that's true. Yeah, I, I guess like, I think so. But she's also the really scary one, and the one that showed up in my house. And I figured like she already knows some stuff about me, and so I wanted to just make it really clear that we aren't anything and that you shouldn't be in trouble. That's not how they work. They're not going to look at a piece of paper and go, oh, they used to work together, but they've broken up. I won't touch them. No, if the Nim Shifts or whoever else thinks that you care about me or there's a connection there, they will get me anyway. They don't care whether I'm a part of the revolution or not. They came to your house, right? Yes. Yeah. They were going to arrest my whole family and destroy them. I've, yeah, I've met your parents. Your parents aren't a part of the revolution, but they're still using them. That's true. Listen, Nia, the best way to fight this is to fight this. To keep doing what we're doing and hit them before they can hit us. Have you spoken to anyone else about this? Have you told anyone? Uh, only a couple people. <sighs> I didn't want to worry everyone. I was going to see how, if I could figure out how to fix this. I, I don't need to know who you've told exactly, but you've told Ezra, right? And Nilcat. Uh, no. I think I've only told Crick. You told Crick and you didn't tell your maybe? 
I mean, they're the ones that are being threatened, and I didn't want to scare them. I thought maybe I could fix this before it ever became a problem. Do you know how we first met? Do you remember that? 100% Nia does, but I don't know what it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably one of Nia's fondest memories. Is it just going into her shop? Yeah, I think it's literally just going into the shop and maybe asking about like some crystals or sequins or like a particular type of fabric. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you came into the shop and it it was a few times before you even spoke to me, but I knew I hate to say this, but I knew who you were. We don't just let anyone into the maybes. You get that right. We I got the sense that you would be useful, but once we'd recruited you, they asked me whether I wanted you as a part of the indifferent, and I'm not saying this to be cruel or mean. I like you so much, Nia, but I had to say no. It's not that I don't trust you. It's not that I don't trust your reasons for being a part of this, but, well... There's a reason you belong in the Jubilant, right? I think Nia's just entirely heartbroken right now. Like, obviously, there's all this stuff with the Nim shifts, and that's terrible. But Elith just said that she didn't want to spend more time with Nia and purposefully put Nia in a different maybe. And and Nia's yeah. just crestfallen. I don't know how much we've spoken about this on screen either, like, that... Elif is the leader of a different maybe. Uh, so the indifferent maybe. I think we mentioned in one of the intros who is like an informant network maybe. Doing what Nia does, but like in a different way, I guess. But yeah, I think what Elif is trying to say is like... I think the people who end up in the Jubilant are the people who are kind of risky but good, if that makes sense. Ezra ends up with all of the people who are like, these might need a bit more babysitting. <laughs> Yes. But they're good at what they do. It's just, <laughs> they wouldn't necessarily fit in a different maybe, if that makes sense. Where, where, like, there might be a degree of, like, professionalism or, like, doing things in a certain way. Following orders and not setting fire to everything or putting spotlights uh -huh. on your, like, whole operation. Yeah, or, you know, being, being a strange hero awoken after centuries of rest, you know, all of that. All of that, like, all of that, yep. Yeah. God bless Ezra, I guess. But yeah, um, I think it's true that Elif is not trying to be mean to you here. Elif is just trying to, like, remind you <laughs> that she she's almost offended, right? She's, like, she's almost offended that you would be like, hey, this is dangerous for you, as if she hasn't known with every breath she has taken since she decided to join the radical causes of Embrace that it is dangerous. And she should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like... We've spoken a lot about, like, what Nia does and doesn't get with Sir background, and, like, this is definitely one of the things, like, this feels, in some ways, like, Nia has experienced that danger for the first time. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think this is the first time Nia's felt like any of this could touch them. There's been, obviously, physical danger, but that's kind of different, I think, to Nia yeah. than realizing this could affect their whole life and everyone around them. I don't think that's ever been clear because they weren't paying attention. Yeah. 
yeah, like th- there's just a huge difference between I'm going somewhere and doing a dangerous thing versus these dangerous people know who I am and mean to make me pay for it. Yep. I think LF Lux seems like, listen, Nia, this isn't the first time we've dealt with something like this. We can help you. Just tell Ezra and Nilka. You can trust that they'll do the right thing. Right. If you didn't, I would be going to tell them myself, but I know I believe in you, Nia. Thanks. That that means a lot. I know you wouldn't betray us, right? I am... I don't know what Nia says here. I don't know if they say anything. Just kind of more of an uncomfortable silence. But trying not for it to be an uncomfortable silence. Like, <laughs> everything's totally fine. Mm. I think... Because I know, like, someone else will be coming soon to, like, deliver some more letters. Is this where you get interrupted, or do you think there's more to be said here? I think it might be where we get interrupted. I think yeah. I think that last question, that last statement of not going to betray everyone was a lot to think about. Yeah, and it, I think from, like, Elif's perspective, Elif is just trying to weigh you up. Yeah, And yeah. work out whether she should do something or not. And I think it's nice that we can kind of leave that there in case we need it later on yeah keep it a bit open but i don't think i don't think nia knows i think nia's sort of like pretty much knows so they're not Mm. going to betray everyone but it's still a question yeah and i think what this probably means from this scene is like if nia does betray everyone i think elif will probably have betrayed you but we'll see how that plays out yeah like elif is going to put the revolution before she puts near Gorse. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think there is a knock at the door. It's, you know, like a quick knock and then the door opens. And I think like Elif kind of shoots up a little bit and Rena walks in and she is carrying a stack of letters. And I think as she walks in, she looks at Elif, she looks at you and then like nervously is like, uh, got you these? I'll just... Put them on the desk, and and I think Elif looks up, like it's it's okay. I'm, I'm I'll see you near, and like squeezes past the pair of you through this too tight room. But it's that thing where like Nia has to move her chair in, and like yeah, Rena definitely has to stand to one side. We've got to get back to it, you know. Yeah, and has gone. So much left unsaid. Excellent. Just the way we like it. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Ren is like, you all right? I, you uh, right, right, okay. It, it, and like puts the, the letters on, on the desk. So, there you go. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Quite a few of them this time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's picking up. She tenses the muscles in like one of her arms and is like, yep, going to have to work out if it keeps going on. I, uh, you know this, right? I mean, maybe it'll just, it'll just be the workout, just lifting all the letters. I'll I'll try and use heavier paper. Right, thank you, thank you. And like she 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 leaves. <laughs> <laughs> give us a give us a shout if you need out taken back out. Yeah, and I think in front of you is a pile of letters. Excellent. Those should have less awkward moments in them. Let's hope. Hopefully. Let's hope, or at least. You know, they're not face-to-face awkward moments, so. (laughs) 
But yeah, um, there's a mix of letters on your desk. Like all different kinds of like paper sizes. There are scraps of paper. There are actual letters in very fancy envelopes. Just depending on who sent it and for what purpose. On the top of the pile, there is one very small slip of paper. Do you do you read that one first or something else? I think Nia just is gonna kind of go, kind of like um, you know how you shuffle cards, but not like the riffle shuffle, but the smooshy shuffle. Mm-hmm. Kind of smooshes the papers around and grabs the one that looks the most interesting. What is the most interesting for Nia? Like, is, would it be like the fanciest looking one, or would it be something? Do you say look for like? Ones written by people they know. I think there are a couple of these like lines of communications and letter kind of trails or back and forths that Nia is particularly mm. interested in. So kind of smooshes the papers around looking for one from like specific people. Okay. Do you have any idea of who those people would be, or should I just uh, pull some out that I some ideas out that I've got? I think just pull some out, just like whichever conversations have been the most interesting lately, or if Nia's waiting for mm. waiting for a report or some information on something. I imagine some of these letters, like the pace between the pace back and forth are a lot faster. And some of them are like, oh, I can respond to these in a slower manner. But uh, some of these are like, oh, I need to keep this going, keep this momentum. Yeah. In that case, I think your first letter is maybe that slip of paper that was on top. Like before, like riffling through everything else, you 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 notice that it's one you've definitely been waiting for, and like maybe Rena put it to the top. It's a torn out scrap from a notepad, and it's signed from Rian, uh, Ivar's sister. And I think it's like Nia. Training going well. I've been keeping an eye out, like asked. Maybe count on half dozen. I can continue the assessment, but if you have a better way of these things, I can bring them to you sometime if you'd like. Rian. And I think what this is, I think Rian has been involved in the training for like Tales End, and I imagine she has been looking out for people that you can really trust within that cohort. Good, good. Why why has Nia been looking out for this group of people? Is is it for the defense of Tales End? Is it to do with the Altara stuff? I think it's um kind of multi purpose, I think. Mm. I don't think Nia knows what say need yet. Yep. Um from these people. But I think Nia wants options. Especially since so they've not gone to talk to Nilka or Ezra. So they're really thinking about taking this into their own hands. Having a few people that are good in a fight is really helpful. Um, yeah. You know, just own private little, like, task force army. <laughs> Seems like a thing Neo would do. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to write that down somewhere as your sheet of, as, like, a little cohort. Uh, just call them like the trusted or something like that. Does Nia respond to this? Does Nia go and meet these six people? Maybe not like right away, but at some point in the future. Yeah, I think they will, um, because there will be some kind of final test where they will 
try and see if they're lying or be able mm. to kind of get a sense of their thoughts and motives and things like that. Yeah. Um, now that Rian, they've kind of passed Rian's test. So kind of a, a, a final a final look over. Cool. Yeah. I was trying to work out if I wanted to do any role for this, but I don't think there is. I think it's nice to just leave it where it is. The role for using, for having the trusted be involved will probably tell all. For right now, Nia thinks yeah. that there's a great cohort of six people. And we'll find out later <laughs> how great they are. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, okay. There is uh, like another letter, I think, just below that, which is the, the other report that you've been waiting for. It's written on a piece of paper that on one side is a failed print of a new sheet. You know, like everything it has been smudged or something. So they've reused the back of it to, to write their letter. And the letter is from Scram. Hi, hi, hi Nia. Um, Ezra asked me to write to you. I, they, 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 they told you, right? Um, anyway, Ezra said that you should also get the updates that I've been passing on to them. Um, yeah, uh, so I don't know how much you know of everything that's been going on, um, and I think it, it goes into, like, a bunch of, um, what do you want to know about? I guess it's stuff around, like, the Nim shifts, right? I think around the Nim shifts or any families that are more stable or secure financially or kind of, like politically than they used to be like that kind of thing or the opposite families that suddenly are a bit more outcast having some troubles yeah that makes sense so yeah i guess i guess the first thing is the name shifts they well they seem to to run everything now um and been hearing rumors that they've been building their forces for something. They've been working a lot with Nimprilicent, actually. I've heard that they've given Nimprilicent controls of basically most of the docks and of of the markets, of Limbus Market. Do you know the one where you you, you killed Oaken there? That that one? Um, yeah. Nimcolads aren't doing too well, though, from what I hear. I hear ever since Harnell died, Strau has anchored himself up somewhere. He's gone into hiding. No one knows where. They always seem so evenly balanced, but now everyone's saying that with Nim Schiff and Nim Frilson working together, nothing can stop them. We've been spending some time in the Revolution Chambers, hearing the Assembly. It seems like things are splitting there. I mean, there was always the Ginnels and Atrium, sure, they were always sort of separate in their own way, but I think the Ginnels themselves seem to be splitting. There's Bolef on one side, and I think Ezra and Nilcat and all of you are, are still sided with Sam, right? But I'm not too sure about Boktiv and Zanaris. I've heard rumours that they're, they're not as keen on the way things are going. I'd be careful of them. And, like, maybe the letter continues for a bit through, like, a bunch of, you know, like, lesser headlines and things like that. There's probably like a few pages of different updates about what's going on in the different chambers, like minor notices. But the main things, I think, from there are 
The Nim Shifts are working with Nim Prillicent, which I think we've seen in some of the other scores. Uh, those are the two great families that are kind of benefited the most from this. Nim Kalad is in hiding, which, depending on when this goes out, we might already very much know where they are in hiding, or we might find out in a minute. And yeah, I think just a recap of what is happening with the Revolutionary Council that we explored, which is that there are kind of three forces in control there. There, there is the Ginnels, there is the People's Ward of Atrium, like the, the remaining representatives from that. And I think the Ginnels have kind of unofficially split, like it's a split in motion rather than something that has fully happened, but Boktiv Dane and Zanaris Crow have kind of formed their own faction, which I think people are calling the Wolves, I think we decided on as a name. As like the idea of being a bit like the Jackals and, and wanting to be a little bit more active, protecting the revolution, I guess. And I guess maybe one of my questions from this is like, does Nia responding anyway? And like, does Nia have a siding here? Like, does Nia stick to siding with like Ezra, Nilka, and the Ginnels more generally? Or does Nia read about Zonaris and Boktiv? And does that spark their interest? So Nia first responds to Scran, letting him know that he's done a good job, probably not responding to anything specific in the letter, um, but generally just saying this is great and anything else that he can think of or he finds out, please send it to Nia, send it to some, mm. because this was incredibly helpful. It's clear Scran wasn't certain if this was going to be helpful. So Nia yeah. wants to kind of build Scran up a bit. That makes a lot of sense. So that's the first thing that Nia does. I think Nia is interested in this strike first group. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how exactly we described that split. I think we described the old Ginnels who are led by Ball of Evelkata as kind of... I think they are very like people's, like a people's revolutionary group and uh, who you've been working with and are trying to... They're obviously focused on defense, but they're also focused on like how can we defend ourselves while keeping, while striving for like the values that we care about. How how do you continue to do that? Yeah. Whereas I think the wolves are much more about we can't worry about social equality or the social changes that we want in the city until the nim shifts are gone. Mm, okay. Like it's very that kind of split, and I think we describe them as that kind of revolutionary autocrat or dictatorship mm. like that kind of model is probably who they'll end up being in like the long-term story of embrace if they're successful i think at the minute it's very much okay this this is our goal this is what we want we want to just we can't argue about all of this stuff when we're so insecure yeah and as a reminder boktiv dane is the revolutionary you brought back from underneath the city on in the cut uh who was in the winter's lodge and i think boktiv is very I think very popular, like does a lot of writing for the pamphlets and people generally know who Boktiv is and like like him a lot. And then uh, Zanaris Crow is the leader of the Triumphant maybe, who are like the very professional, efficient, sort of terrifying <laughs> group of radicals, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I think, I don't know that Nia would side with them over like the Ginnels mm -hmm. but definitely sees 
the wolves as a useful group to get to know more. Yeah. So I think Nia, off the back of this, might start sending Boktiv some some letters, probably just at the beginning, just based around the, what he's writing in the pamphlets. Yeah. Um, just to get to just kind of strengthen that relationship and just kind of build that relationship in case it is needed later on. Yeah. Do you have a fragment of what that letter might look like? I think it will probably be slightly, it will read slightly insincere, <laughs> um, but just be like, oh, I've, like, I read what you, you wrote in the pamphlet the other day, and I really believe in what you're saying about we just need to get the Nim shifts out of power and maybe like asking some questions about yeah. how like what is he thinking is our greatest strength or like their greatest weakness um trying to get Bakhtiv talking yes um do you want to make a roll for this sure and it's up to you as always what you would like to roll maybe sway i don't know if it's consort or sway it could be either um because like consort is using connections friends rivals and like sway is like Using charm and logic. So I think if you want to use Sway, I'm happy for that. Because it's less... You don't necessarily have a connection to Bokht if you're trying to build that connection, right? Yeah, and I don't think... I don't think Nia's looking for information here. I think Nia is looking to kind of charm their way into Bokht's circle. Yeah. Um, And I think... Although this isn't like a score... <laughs> But I, I do imagine that all of this is kind of free play, so we are going to be using like position and effect for this, because I think that there are consequences to how these roles turn out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Bakhtiv thinks that Nia's a spy, like is asking yeah. the wrong questions, or that could be bad. Yeah, um, let's make this risky standard, then, in that case. That is a five. It's on a five, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs... You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. I think over the like the coming week, I think we, like let's play very loose with time here. Like we'll be jumping back and forth a little bit as as we track how these letters come and flow. But I think you start up a conversation with Bakhtiv Dane, and I think the first letter, or at least like a snippet from one of the letters, is like, "Nia, it is with great pleasure that I received your letter and read that you have been reading." My idle thoughts on the course of this revolution. Our revolution. I have been meaning to reach out to you for so long, but I will admit to being the slightest bit intimidated by your presence and your reputation. I've heard so much of your great work, and I never really did thank you for your aid and help within the cut. Please... Do let me extend an invitation for a continued correspondence between us, and possibly, if your time would permit it, perhaps we could get further acquainted over a drink one evening this week. I would love to hear further your thoughts. I believe you have so much that you can lend this revolution. Yours, eagerly awaiting... Your response, Boktiv Dane. And yeah, I think he kind of responds like that every time, I think. Oh, good. (laughs) 
And I think the consequence that I would like to introduce here is Nia becomes charmed by Boktiv and Boktiv's ideas. Yeah, I can see that. I I, I think yeah. Nia is completely convinced that Boktiv has fallen for Sem as well. Yeah. And it, it it's up to you. You can resist this if you want to, but like... Nah. Nah. I think Nia's really, really prone to um, <laughs> to being charmed. Even though Say can tell if someone's lying, I don't think Say always pay attention to that. It's kind yeah. of a convenient um, hearing. Yeah, and I think Boktiv starts working on like a charm campaign to like get Nia to his side. Good. So should we go back to the letters? Yeah. Okay. I think this is maybe at the point where, like, Nia starts shuffling. And I think you find, like, there is one letter written on, like, a very nice-looking envelope with sort of a golden gilded edge with, like, little swirls of bordering on, like, the actual letter front uh, that you draw out next. And it's a very neatly written letter. I think you maybe actually recognise the handwriting. Because it's a letter from Durgen Hesk. Do you read it? Yeah. Let's let's see. Let's see what Durgen has to say. I think it's like, my dearest Lissaday, it has caused aches in my heart that we have been apart for so long. I still remember the last night we spent atop the balconies of the Marrow. Looking out across the city. Oh, has sunset never seemed so glorious than the sunset I spent alongside you? If you would indulge me, let me imagine a comparison for my love for you. Once I would have written of how I experienced it as brief awakenings, the time between our meetings as too long, too far apart, but... Upon opening my eyes and seeing you, how it was as if the world was alight with power and fury. But now that Oaken has awakened once more, I feel we must remember all of his enemies past, fought both within the city and in that city that reflects our own. Those ancient lingerings, that watch from below the city that Oaken fought to have defeated so recently. We cannot count them as dismissed, and we cannot count Oaken's glories as true. Perhaps then I should find a different hero. Perhaps Oaken's glories are not the comparison that I wish, and perhaps in writing of him I declare my love for you false. But if those worries subsided, if those enemies fought defeated but not could be defeated, perhaps their metaphor, perhaps my love for you would be true. Alas, how lightly I hold to this thing and how much my fortune is wrapped up in it. Yours, Durgeon Hask. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? I think, like, Nia probably spends a lot of time looking at this, going, like, 
What? What the hell is they talking about? I think it takes you a little while to piece this together. I think Durgeon is the worst. Yeah, Durgeon is the worst. <laughs> and I think it's also just like you've probably had to deal with a lot of this as you've been writing letters both to Durgeon and to other people of just like there's probably just this tradition of like writing in a kind of code, right? Like of writing in metaphor and being like, oh, no one, no one can tell what's happening. And I think does Nia understand what the code is behind this message? That's entirely up to you. I don't mind either way, like whether Nia gets it. Like Nia's probably trained for this, right? I think Nia's trained for this and I mean, I don't get it, but <laughs> Nia's trained for this and Nia knows Durgin really well. Yeah. And whatever Durgin's normal codes are and how, say, communicate would be really familiar. So I, th- I think it's a headache, <laughs> but is eventually understandable. Yeah, um, I think probably this, and I imagine that there might be some like other letters that kind of back this up from, you know, you kind of piece some stuff together. And like what Durgin is trying to tell you is that the enemies that you fought in the cut aren't as like defeated as you thought they were. I think maybe like the other letter that backs this up is you get some like communication from everyone eves telling you this in a much more matter of fact way in in that there are suspicions that the the council and the winter's lodge is beginning to be infiltrated by members of the death's defiant uh who are like the winter's yule people oh yay my favorite Mm. yeah so like there are worries that like those ghosts are basically infiltrating this place and that could be like either as ghosts or like as as we saw them do to midrib like as ghosts kind of controlling someone how does nia deal with the situation do you say work with everyone or do you say do something themselves i think nia might bring this to everyone that Hmm. clearly this is bigger than we thought if like durgin of all people is aware yeah Durgin's not really part of this, other than to annoy Nia. Oh, yeah, like, the funny thing here is, in the council episode we recorded, Durgin started joining in with some of the council what? sessions here. Ah, but, but, like, not in a... You've you probably, you probably, like, seen Sam a couple of times just walking past in, like, a really bad disguise, or, like, probably in, like, the similar way that, like, Nia would take a disguise of, like, here is me. I am showing you that I'm disguising myself through the process of disguising, right? <sighs> How dare. Okay, so maybe it's... But I mean, either way, if Durgin's noticing something, it's... Yeah. Mia does not have the best of opinions of Durgin. <laughs> so it must be more obvious and bigger than we had anticipated. Yeah. Or Durgin's getting some information from somewhere. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Yeah. So so how does Nia deal with this? Well, I wonder if Nia goes to Everon because when Nia saw Winter's Y'all, say hadn't really studied weaving at all, just kind of had that extra, could hear the extra voice. And so I think it's kind of more of a, hey, I've got this information. I don't know how it's helpful and I don't know how to help 
figure out who might be behind, like who might be basically bringing the Winter's Y'all in, bringing the Death Defiant in, whether um, unwittingly or on purpose. Are there ways to tell other than just like listen to everyone's thoughts? (laughs) Where where do you meet everyone? Is, Is this you writing letters to everyone or do you go to meet them somewhere? Do they meet you in your quarters? I don't know that anyone would willingly meet Mia in their quarters. <laughs> I guess like everyone, like the the Winter's Lodge as a faction are still here and have their own spaces. So maybe it's like that old like hall yeah. that they used to be in. That sounds good. Over a bowl of potent skrills like stew or something like that. Yeah. Like both of you sat at like one of these long tables. I guess we knew something like this was bound to happen. Yeah, we didn't really think they were going to give up, but didn't think it'd be so soon and so widespread that even Durgin noticed. Mm. What are we going to do? I only found out about Midrib by accident, pretty much. There's so many people coming and going. Everyone scratches their head a little. Normally, the lodge is very good at protecting itself. From things like this, but I'm not sure if you've noticed, I don't know how much you've seen, that the Lodge seems to be a little distracted right now. And has Nia seen the changes of the Lodge? Like, I think there have been some changes, I don't know how publicly known they have been, I don't know how big they've gotten yet. Or does everyone everyone go and show you? I think everyone probably goes and shows Nia. Nia might have some awareness, Mm. but has been pretty unsurprisingly wrapped up in themselves. (laughs) Yeah, I think what you see, you've probably like half noticed every now and again as you're walking through the lodge, there'll just be like a little bit of like a root sort of built into or like crawling along some of the walls and you probably noticed it as you came to this section of the winter's lodge a little bit more because i imagine this is higher up or like more central to whatever degree central is a thing within the winter's lodge i think everyone leads you to the place that oaken buried the gall so it is a small like cloister Weirdly, it has, like, nothing above it, despite being at the centre of the lodge. It's very symmetrical. It's that kind of cloistered garden with, like, pillars around the outside and, like, little alcoves. And I think even in the places where, like, one of those pillars is, like, broken and crumbled, that's the same on each side. Like, it's the exact same, like, crumbling, as if the entire place is mirrored. And in the centre of that is a small hill in which Oaken buried the gull. And I think the thing that it's like now, like like what you see is there's something growing there and there's something big growing there. And and what it looks like is if you imagine a tree is growing, but it's growing upside down. So coming out of the ground is this just big knot of roots. Like right here coming out of the ground is like that big, almost like tear-shaped cluster of like the main root stems 
And then all the way out from that, like sweeping its way through the lodge and growing outwards and like growing as you're watching it, these searching tendrils of the root system. And I think beneath that, going into the ground, but you can see it somehow, sort of this fuchsia glowing, growing downwards, is the tree itself. And you shouldn't be able to see it. There's no perspective from which you should be able to see this thing. Like, it, you can see into the ground and you can see it glowing there. And you can see all of it. Like, you can see the inside and outside at the same time as if it's transparent. But that's starting to grow. And, like, everyone, like, looks at you. How is this poss- possible? The girl had spent so much time hiding. And the lodge, too. The two parts of it, hiding and trying not to draw attention to it. And now, I guess, now that everyone's attention is on the goal, is doing the only thing it knows how or what to do. I think it's joining. Joining? What do you mean? The goal and the lodge are just two parts of something bigger. Even I don't know exactly how this works, but you can feel the power of it, right? In this place. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful and overwhelming, but this is this seems terrifying. This seems like I thought the gall was buried so that people wouldn't find it, and now it's bright and glowing and what are we gonna do? And they're here and I think Nia's just slightly terrified. Mm. How much of the spirit element of this can Nia see? Can Nia see, like, the threads of spirit weaving around this thing? I think so. Um, Maybe not clearly. Maybe it's a little bit blurry since Nia's still, like, learning to attune. But Mm. I imagine if it's so powerful and so concentrated, I'd think that even if you weren't looking, you'd still see it. Yeah. I think there's this thing of like what Nia has been used to of like, you see the strands of concept and they are like string or thin rope at best. But like what is gathering here are these thick strands and cords almost as wide as, I'm trying to think of like a width of a thing. But what you see gathering here are these thick strands and cords, these cables of concept all bound together that are tying their way across this root system and this tree. Just pure concept tangling and anchoring its way onto the goal. I I mean, I I see what you mean by it's distracted, but how, how do we even go about protecting Winter's Lodge and the goal in the way that it used to is that possible what what can we do we managed to protect it before of our warding i think we have to now whatever is happening here i don't think we can change it but i think it has become apparent to me watching this change happen that we can't let anyone else get their hands on this we can't let them disturb what is happening here I'm as terrified as what this means as you are. 
I'm more afraid of how others would corrupt this place. From the rest of Winter's Lodge, are you able to see the tree? Are there any other places? Um, I'm trying to think if there are. I, yeah. Let's say yes. It's just, it's just really hard to hide a, gr- a bright fuchsia glowing tree that can you can yeah. see through the floor. <laughs> but I feel like I don't think you can see it everywhere, right? Like, I don't think you can see it most places in the lodge, but maybe there are just places where you can see it through the wall or in a in a like pool of water or through a mirror or something like that. It's not everywhere, but it's definitely visible in some places and more and more places as it grows. Well, I, th- this is probably too much to deal with right away, but I guess mm. don't know if everyone's going to be looking for this. We know that yeah. certain, like, obviously, Winter's Y'all and the Death Defiant are, and they're here. So what can we do? I, I can't handle all of this. What can we do just about that? Yeah. I guess before we get to that, I would like to ask how Nia feels about this thing here. Does Nia agree with everyone's assessment that it's something not to be stopped? Um, I don't think Nia knows. Like... Mm. It's beautiful, it's terrifying, it's putting an even bigger target on Tail's End, which is difficult to do right now. Yeah. Nia's just basically terrified of it, but (laughs) doesn't know what would, like, if we disturb it, what would that even be? Yeah. But if it keeps going, is the entire of Embrace going to just be purple now? I don't know. So, I think it's kind of a, let's deal with the problem Nia came to talk to Everon about in the first place, and think about this later, if there is a later. Yes. I guess I'll flip the question back at you of like, how do you think you and Everon and whoever else you want to invo- involve, like protect this place? Or like the Winter's Lodge more generally? Is, is it using your warding? Is it something else? Is it a combination of stuff? I think it's... It's kind of a awarding, but Nia's thinking is awarding that is kind of tapping into Ser's ability to kind of feel people out, I guess, like hear the thoughts or um, so trying to figure out how to use how they figured out midrib, how to winter's all with them. And the warding together. How do you, how can you make make that be one kind of web of brain monitoring? Oh, I hate this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I guess I don't really want to dive too much into to any of this. I think the thing that like makes the most sense, and this is the easiest way of filtering, would be Midrib had two sets of thoughts, and like that is probably the easiest way of doing this rather than like listening for direct thoughts or like specific things. It's like, okay, like Midrib has these two things. I don't think this is thought out in any way. I don't think that Nia is really considering the wider implications of any of this. It's kind of more Mm. of a, okay, I figured out Midrib was, had, there are two people by the two strains of thoughts in one person. So that's how we do it. We look for that. Let's set up a system that does that. 
Are you sure about this, Nia? I. But this is like a a future conversation you're having with everyone. Maybe sat in a different place in the heart. I, I really don't know that this is the right thing to do. I mean, I don't have any other ideas. It's if we have anyone else, like like how Midrib was influenced and Winters Y'all was just kind of hitching a ride. Winters Y'all said this was only one piece that was with Midrib. So we don't even know how many. We can't go around just like listening to everyone. And I might not always be here. We need to protect ourselves. Why would we not use whatever we can to protect ourselves? Because you can't just listen to everyone's thoughts. It's wrong. I mean, we won't really be we won't be listening. We'll just be dis- figuring out whether there's more than one thoughts, and then take it from there. I think alongside everyone, maybe like Ido, another one of the members of the Winter's Lodge is here. Um, I think Ido is like everyone. Remember that you're not the only one that makes decisions. For as we need to protect the goal. And there are more than enough of us that think this is the only way we can do that. And it's not, it's not like we'll be doing this forever. This is only to deal with this, like the current problem of we know the winters y'all and the death defiant are here. Once, once they're gone, then we don't need this anymore and we just won't have it. I think this is time to make a roll. Excellent. Is this a roll to convince Everon or a role to see how this works? I think it's a role to convince Everon okay. first. Um, yeah. I think it's a controlled limited unless you want to push yourself or do anything. So you could push yourself to get more dice or you could push yourself to change the effect level. And I think the limited is like Everon might let you do this, but it would be to like a certain level. Like they would Im- impose like compromises. Okay. I imagine. This is sway, because it's the, that's the right verb. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I think definitely will, um, yeah, push myself. You said controlled limited. Um, yeah. I think I'll push for greater effect. Okay, so like controlled standard. Yeah, yeah. Mia's really worried about this. Okay, so that'll be two dice. It's a five. Okay. Uh, so you hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or do it with a minor consequence. Yeah, I think, I think the consequence here is, I think enough of the Winter's Lodge are, are happy to do this, but this is like a split. Everyone will not accept doing this except in like the immediate areas around the goal. And I think you have like a long conversation with everyone and everyone else. But I think after that, Ido and a smaller group of the Weavers probably approach you and go like, if you want to do this, we will help you. And it's entirely your choice as to whether you want to do that or whether you just accept placing the wards in like a few areas around the goal. I think... It's a hard choice. It is a hard choice, because I partially because I know like Nia really looks up to Everon, so going behind their back would not be something Nia does lightly. 
And it's definitely one of those things, like, as players, I'm sure we both know this is a very shitty thing to do if you do it. Oh, this is awful. This is absolutely terrible. I think Nia will take the compromise. I think the only thing that would sway Sam to do differently is if Ido or any of the other people really came to Sam with a, a case for we need it in this other area. Yeah. Like, we really need to protect this space. Everyone doesn't need to know. Nia would probably bend to that. Yeah. And I guess the argument for, like, doing it in a wider place is it depends on what you want to protect, right? Like, this is probably what Ido says. Like, if we do it just at the goal, it will hopefully protect the goal, at least give us enough of an alarm to know when someone is approaching it. But that doesn't protect everything that's going on down there. The, the revolution itself, the assembly, we can't assume that the goal is their only target. And like that's the argument that Ido goes with. Like the idea that if you, we can stop the Deaths Defiant getting the goal, but like that doesn't stop them from potentially influencing how the revolution goes. I think I will go with kind of like a slow release kind of thing mm. when Nia initially says yes let's just think this compromise uh, makes sense it's not what I it's not what Say would have done but Everon's knows a lot more but I think as the weeks go on especially if it starts to work Say will bend and start to put them in like, okay, we only need it. We only need it. And like, there's this one room where we're having important discussions and that's without the wider group. And we need to know if anyone's in that section or like, this is the area where we have them, I don't know, munitions or this is the area. And like, it kind of slowly mm. starts to these this alarm system this these wards start to cover a little bit more of the lodge yeah do you catch anyone is an interesting question or is it just paranoia i don't know hmm i'm gonna just do a fortune roll okay so two i think yeah your, your wards start to catch people maybe only one or two people get caught but like they work. Maybe you you put a ward on like one of the meeting rooms, and how how does it get triggered? How do you know? I imagine it's kind of like it tugs at your mind of the people who are yeah. like set up to listen to it. Um, and is it just you that knows? Like, who has been putting these wards? Is it is it been that entire like little subgroup? I think the little subgroup that, but maybe Everon's not clued into the newer ones. Yeah. Because Nia's really in this, say may not be here forever, cutting, like kind of still kind of cutting these ties. Yeah. So wants to make sure, I think that's one reason why Nia's putting up more than Everon wanted, because they're really worried and don't really trust that anyone else can do stuff, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so really worried that if say are arrested or who knows what say won't be there to protect everyone anymore so yeah. i think it tugs at your mind and kind of lets you know who and when this happens who do you go to 
the first time this happens. Is this in the meeting room one or one that Everon knows about? I think the meeting room one. I Actually, I think Nia still goes to Everon, even though Everon doesn't know about it, because now it's proof that it works and so it's okay. I'm sure that's that'll go fine. Yeah, I imagine you, you probably have the argument where it's like, the proof doesn't mean that it's okay. We knew this is happening, but it's still not okay. What are you going to do now? Who, there, there isn't like this. This is all it is. It's, there's no next steps. It's just, but, but we have this person. Can we just focus on what's what we're hap- what's happening right now? What do you want me to do? Well, I'm here to help people. I'm here to keep the lodge safe. I. I'm not a swift. Well, last time... I mean, I don't think it'll work the same as last time. Um, But we were able... Like, the winters y'all kind of just left. Like, we... Maybe we can just scare the Death Defiant into realizing that they can't do this, that we know. They're not... They're not able to just to, to use this anymore borrow people's minds i'm trying to work out where we want to go with this as players as well as like where everyone would go with this as well yeah it's hard it is it is really hard we have we have to protect the revolution and the goal like we have to be careful I think part of this is, regardless of what we do with this, is that Nia is just getting a, more and more paranoid mm. about the Nim shifts, about, I mean, Winter's Y'all and Nia do not have the best of friendships. Um, <laughs> and I think Nia is slipping a bit further into who can say really trust and say need to know. Yeah. And I think from the counter of that is everyone is not that person. Like, ev- like everyone is someone that Nia probably can trust, but like everyone isn't the person to run this kind of secretive network of like trying to dig people out, like the surveillance network. I, I don't think it's in everyone's character to be like, okay, we're going to bring them in. I think for like a lot of reasons as well, like the way you've set this up, I imagine it gives you like an indication that someone's thinking two sets of thoughts, but like that doesn't necessarily mean they're definitely within the Death's Defiant. Like having two spirits doesn't mean that necessarily. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about how much of these like Chala's parents, for one. Yeah, and uh, this is just this is going to cast suspicion and doubt and catch people or want of a better word that have nothing to do with the death defiant because it hasn't really been thought of like that yeah and like i think we've discussed nia's abilities of being very like you can sort of sense people's thoughts but like a lot of that is through like the strings that are tied to their spirits so it's probably the wards are probably tuning into that as much as they're tuning into like direct thoughts so it's probably very unclear and fuzzy about like what is causing this stuff like going going to everyone probably gives you a layer of indecision rather than action 
I imagine everyone's instinct here would be to draw more people into a conversation because everyone isn't the sort of person that would want to make this decision or even feels like they should be responsible for this. They're that kind of leader or person whose principles are very, like, I guess that traditional kind of, like, anarchist thinking of just what gives me the right to make this choice? Whereas if you'd gone to someone like Zonaris or someone like that, I imagine it very much would be that terrifying version of this where it's just like, okay, that person has just disappeared. That person is being interviewed now or whatever. And it's probably a lot in Neo's court as to which of those futures comes to pass. Like, is this the moment where Nia falls out with everyone? Or is this the moment where Nia hears everyone say, okay, we should get more people into this? Like when everyone says we should talk to like Nilcat and Roan and Bolef and Boktiv, does Nia agree to that or does Nia think that that's a bad idea? Um, I think Nia agrees to it. What Nia was hoping would happen here is that Everon would have kind of a change of heart. Like, oh, it's working. We are able to protect ourselves now. So this is fine. This is good. This There's nothing to be concerned about. Let's just do the next steps. And that's not what Nia got back. Yeah. And, and that was like it working was never like the thing that Everon no. was anxious no. about. Right. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, like if, if Nia decides to just go that dark route, I'm happy to go there. I just think we have to be very careful about how much of that we yeah. show on screen versus not. And how much of that conversation we have. But, like, I'm happy to go that dark route. Like, I think Nia's slip into paranoia is good. But also I could see it being interesting of Nia trusting everyone here would still lead to that if we wanted to go there later. Yeah, I feel like with all of this, Nia's kind of making nothing decisions right now. Um, Obviously, nothing decisions that have enacted surveillance of people's thoughts. But... Um, um, yeah, Nia's enacting harm, but without really the willpower to follow it through or like think about why. Yeah, or and to consider it. I yeah. think Nia's just kind of flailing, trying to do whatever Say can think of to try and help yeah. and really not considering anything right now mm. um, with any weight or thought. So... I think I'm happy for this. The way the way I kind of imagine it is this goes to a wider group. Yeah. But I'm wondering if this goes to a wider group, but because people still have this mind tug, if it kind of gets stuck in committee, but also things start to happen. Yeah. Um, whether it's people start being left out of things, but they have no idea why, and it's not really discussed or investigated to see if there's an issue with them being kind of influenced by the Death Defiant, or it goes an even darker route. But I think that's kind of Nia's kind of, just kind of like put it on everyone's laps. Yeah. And is just not taking any responsibility for what they've done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of where I imagine it going. Like, maybe we see the first one or two of those discussions. I don't think it's, like, a big group, but it's enough to... It's probably, like, a lot of the leaders of the maybes and stuff like that. It's probably 
the heads of the various groups talking about this. And I think because of how long this timescale is, we don't necessarily need to reach a conclusion to this of what happens, but I, I definitely think that splintering is what we'll see. People like Zonaris and Boktiv are probably going to start doing things of their own accord and probably like reaching out to Nia at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. As far as the word happy can be used. <laughs> we continue with Boktiv writing letters to Nia and Nia writing letters back. And like Boktiv trying to, probably trying to size Nia up. But like Nia has created this, like this exists now. And there's every possibility that even if Nia is like, okay, I'm out, I don't want to do this, someone else will pick it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's very probable. And I think, like, it's probably time to draw this to some kind of close, right? Yeah, I think so. I think all of the way through this, all of this week while you've been sending letters back and forth, there have been some other letters turning up. They never appear with the stacks of letters that Renna or the other runners drop off. I think they just appear somewhere in, like, your little studio apartment. They're always a fairly small letter with a scarlet red envelope. And I think each of these you get is a letter from Altara. What sort of things do we think that those letters contain? Is it that Altara is trying to reach out to you to plan what is happening? Um, I don't know if that, like, if it feels right for Altara to be collaborating mm. in that way. Yeah, I, I guess I was imagining them more as, like, commands. Yeah. Like, I was imagining, um, when I was thinking of Altara clips of stories of like newspaper articles of like yes we know everything we knew this was going to happen but we don't care it's not yet yeah like what this might be rather than planning the future is just altara messaging you with just very short statements asking for stuff like like confirmations of things mm. Mm. so things like our reports indicate that you have been training soldiers for the defense of Tales End. Please confirm the size of this militia. Our reports put it at around 250 people. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like asking you to to trickle little bits of information. Like, it's that thing of... Altara knows that she's got a bigger prize of being able to arrest you and the rest of the Jubilant, maybe... But she's constantly asking you for small bits of information to just get you deeper and deeper into this trap. Yeah. That's horrendous. I love it. Mm. But that's horrendous. Does Nia play along? Yeah, I think I think they do. I think Nia's paranoid, but also so confident that they can get themselves and everyone else out of this. That it doesn't matter. Mm. That yep. this is this is minimal information that Altara already knows, and maybe I'll slip in a few mistruths uh, just for flavor. Yeah, I think when you respond to that first one with some mistruths, like you, you definitely get a letter back. 
We've received reports that the barricades have been moved to Vela Street and to the walls of the stadium. Please confirm. Please make sure that your response is factual and to the point, and free from any flowery language of the kind that you are prone to using. Adam, this this has all gone so well. <laughs> so many uh, good decisions. I hate it <laughs> so much. Oh. Yeah, just realizing, like, yeah, because this is exactly how Altara would get you. It's just like, you're just confirming stuff I already yeah. know. Yeah. Like, and you're just being like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm just confirming stuff. So, like, Altara already knows this. Yeah. Um, just saying what she wants me to say. What harm am I actually causing? I think that's pretty much the entire thing of Nia. Of like, I'm not actually doing anything, so I can't really be causing anyone harm. Okay, so I think the final letter we get is on the night before the scores that we just that we just played out. The score to march on Marrow and the score to break into last week's jail and set everyone free. You get a letter which is, Please advise, we have heard reports of a march on Marrow Ward tomorrow, as well as the amassing of ships that seem destined for the last reach jail. Is this correct? How does Nia respond? I don't know that, say, would at this point say no. I think say might confirm it. Because again, it's it doesn't. It's like, it's like that um, street performer thing. If you get someone to say yes to holding your hand, mm. and then all of a sudden they've pulled you up onto the thing, like, oh, can you just hold this rope? Oh, I'm gonna stand on the rope and tightrope across it. I'm sure that's fine now. It's that whole like getting in with an easy question, and then all of a sudden we're here. Yeah. And I imagine has there been. Noticeable with all of these questions that Altara has been asking, has it been obvious that Altara has done anything about it? I don't think so, particularly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, I think one of the things that should be noticeable to us as players is there are probably more and more gaps and more and more uncertainties in what Altara is asking. But I don't know if a Nia will notice that. That's up to you. Mm. Like, Nia could have noticed it and is just playing along, but, like, maybe in this letter there are some questions about timing, for example. And maybe, like, things like the march and the gathering of ships are, like, fairly obvious, but maybe the times have barely been set. The confirmation on the day, as well as, like, Altara asking you, like, what time is this happening, is definitely a bigger gap than we got at the start where it's, like, just confirm some troop numbers, right? Oh... I don't know that Nia feels like say can say no. Hmm. I think Nia responds, confirming that yes, this is happening, but not answering all of the questions. Because say just don't know. And and give Altara a partial picture of what's happening and apologizing that say don't have more information. But this is things are not planned out. Like the Nim shifts would. Things are spontaneous. So this is all the information that exists. Yeah. I think you send that in the morning and I think later that evening, you duck out of your apartment and the moment you return, 
you find one last final letter on the pillow of your bed. It's small and it's in a scarlet envelope. And I think that's where we close to Nia crossing the room to go and open that envelope, probably with some amount of dread, right? Yeah. Nia's really worried. Mm. Nia's, on reflection, realizing that their friends are going on those missions. Yeah. And maybe say aren't doing the right thing, but yep. doesn't know what else to do. And was hoping that was like maybe the last one for a <laughs> while, that there would be some breathing room. And clearly that's not the case. I think this letter is the shortest one yet. It's just a single side of paper, a couple of lines. And it says, Please ensure that you remain within Winter's Lodge. Await our signal.